Hello friends, I am Oyipriyado Taylor. Welcome to the Ladies Gist Podcast. Let's dive in. In the last episode of Ladies Gist Podcast, under the topic, Finding True Love, we began to examine the issue of discernment as a veritable tool when it comes to choosing a life partner. And we examined the role money could play in influencing love decisions. Another point that may cloud a lady's ability to judge wisely is looks. By this, I mean the physical features and overall outlook of a man. The question that easily comes to mind is, is anything wrong with wanting a good-looking guy? The simple answer is no. Nothing is wrong with wanting to marry a good-looking man. We all love and desire good-looking things. We love good-looking dresses, cars, houses, shoes, wristwatches, etc. In short, it is natural for us to love and be attracted to good-looking things. So, note that this message is not advocating that you or anyone else should be attracted to a bad-looking guy. Nevertheless, every godly woman must know that looks according to scriptures are not all there is to a man. The truth is that there is nothing wrong with being charming either. So this podcast is not about castigating or demonizing good-looking men. God is the creator of everyone's features, including the charming and the not-so-charming. The point being made is that a love decision must never be predicated upon physical looks alone. Some guys are so good-looking, they become the toast of many ladies. They become ladies' men. Some are so charming, every lady standing gets mesmerized and swept off their feet. The mesmerizing factor about him may be his eyes, hair, teeth, smile, height, build, biceps, skin color, filling the missing space. Yes, having these features in a distinct way is good, but it takes a discerning heart to know that good looks is not particularly equal to a good soul, and being charming is not the same as being godly. While all good-looking guys are not necessarily bad guys, and all bad guys are not necessarily good-looking, the truth is that the best man is not necessarily the best-looking man. Please bear in mind that a good-looking car may actually have a faulty or bad engine. A good-looking dress or shoe may not be reliable. A good-looking house is not equal to a good home. The list is endless. In essence, Good packaging is not necessarily an indication that the contents of the package is good, harmless or poison-free, and vice versa. We must probe further. Consequently, all ladies in search of true love in this sight-driven generation should keep in mind that it is not enough to have a preconceived mental picture of what an ideal man looks like. A spiritual portrait is equally of paramount importance and only the Bible, the Creator's manual, has the right portrait. So, a believer needs to look beyond a man's physique. To get the best God has for us in life, we must bear the following infallible truths in mind. Number one, God's view about his creatures are not the same as ours. In actual fact, most times his views are radically different from ours. See Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9. According to Genesis chapter 1 verse 31a, God saw everything that he had made And indeed, it was very good. What this means is that God did not make anything or anyone bad. So, 
Every man created by God must never be discriminated against because he looks the way the Creator made him. No matter his physical looks, the Creator insists that he made him to be very good. Please be aware that if God says something is very good, he means it. Therefore, we must be careful not to fall into the error of Peter in Acts chapter 10 verse 9 to 15. We should not call what God calls clean, unclean. Number two, by default, humanity is mostly sight-driven. We detest processes and love instant gratification. We love big things and detest small beginnings. We enjoy fruits but ignore seed. This explains why there is so much fixation on branding and packaging. In the process, we are easily deceived because things are not always the way they look. For example, my son once attended a well-branded and expensive school, but the quality of education he got was below expectations. Interestingly, we later enrolled him at another not-so-expensive school, and the result was astounding. Most times, looks can be deceptive. Number three, today, more than ever before, self-conceit or narcissistic behavior is observed and even applauded. Cast your mind back to the history of slavery and you will realize that one of the reasons why black men were enslaved and subjected to years of untold affliction is because some people with a different skin pigmentation believed that they were superior to them. Consequently, they erred and committed several heinous crimes against these black people. Stereotypes are created the moment we begin to judge a person by his looks rather than his soul. What this means is that those in this kind of error fail to see beyond their noses. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said, and I quote, I look to a day when people will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. This should be our approach on this matter. Number four, the other interesting side of the coin is that man may call a person charming on earth and God calls him ugly in heaven. You may look at a man's physical features and exclaim, wow, while God looks at the same man and shouts, whoa. You may look at a man and see nothing wrong with him, while God, with a glance, sees several things wrong with him. To this end, the Bible says in Luke chapter 16 verse 15, And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. What most men hail as great may actually pass as abomination before God. Be watchful. Be discerning. Number 5. When we cease to rely on the Holy Spirit for discernment, but choose to rely on our five senses, we are most likely going to miss it, especially when it comes to making a crucial decision such as a marriage decision, primarily because a man's look may belie his sinister desires. Scripture states in Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Physical beauty is desirable. However, the Bible records countless examples of people whose good looks contradicted their sinister cravings. A good example of a person who had good looks but was destroyed by his not-so-good character and cravings is Absalom. You will find a vivid description of his good looks in 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 25 to 26. 
in verse 25, the Bible records that, but in all Israel, there was no one who was praised as much as Absalom for his good looks. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. However, Absalom's great looks could not make up for his bad character and wild tastes. His great looks did nothing to prevent him from trying to wrest the throne from his father, David, the anointed king of Israel. Absalom was wicked, unforgiving, self-conceited, brutal, manipulative, controlling, and murderous. 2 Samuel chapter 13 to chapter 18. Imagine for a second that you got carried away and fell for Absalom's good looks. You eventually got married to him, feeling a sense of joy, pride, and fulfillment, only to be confronted by his unruly lifestyle. How on earth does a woman cope with a good-looking man who is wicked, unforgiving, self-conceited, brutal, manipulative, controlling, and murderous? A man with good looks, but devoid of good character and the fear of God, will make your life as hell on high waters, while the average-looking one with good character and the fear of God may be all that you need to make your life as heaven on earth. Think about it. Number six. Most times, we get to outgrow some of the things we think we cannot live without, and even wonder and get embarrassed at the thought of the fact that we were attracted to them in the first place. I had a friend back in school who said her dream man was have strong muzzled legs. I thought it was hilarious as did my other friends. The interesting thing every wise lady must know is that life is in phases. We are still growing and our likes today may actually become our dislikes tomorrow. This point is best captured in Paul's words. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 to 12. The bitter truth is that for now, many of us only see at our respective levels. But as we grow older, we will begin to see that there is more to life than certain things we thought we couldn't do without, and that there are several things we think we did not like that we would grow to crave and love dearly. It may interest you that many years ago, when I had to pen my desires down as a single lady, one physical characteristic which I felt I didn't like in my dream man was being hairy. Surprisingly, that changed drastically. All of a sudden, after marriage, I found myself attracted to his hairy self, beards and all, and actually urged him not to shave them off for me. Thankfully, my husband is hairy, and lo and behold, I am loving it. Another issue that would have made me miss my husband was his physical size. When we met, he was so slim and looked so young. However, as I got to know him, I found out that he was a man given to much fasting, and that explained why he remained the way he looked, fragile. Today, he's full of flesh, well-built, and with everything I ever hoped for. His arms are strong and his chest broad. His biceps are also well-defined and he's altogether lovely. Never judge a book by its cover. My point is simple, nothing stays the same, people change. 
A fat person today may be slim tomorrow, while a slim person now may become fat later. A not-so-fine person presently may become astonishingly beautiful later, and vice versa. So, pray for a discerning heart. Most of the young guys you are looking at today are still growing, and naturally, the young shall grow. It is boys who become men. Like my husband was at the time, some guys are still in their formative years. Their best look is still ahead of them. So, look well. You have seen the things that be, but can you also see beyond these things to the things that will yet be? This lesson actually goes both ways. As ladies, we sometimes believe that we are too beautiful and that we will remain so. Consequently, we feel we are of a higher class than certain brothers, no matter how promising and godly they are. However, if we realize the fact that we may not actually remain the way we look now, we would act more discreetly and be discerning in our approach to life. Remember, scripture states that charm is deceptive and beauty doesn't last. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 30a, the Living Bible Translation. Besides, we live in an unpredictable world. This is why your decision to be one with someone must go beyond their physical looks. People change, unforeseen events happen, colors fade, and nothing is permanent because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flowers thereof falls away. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 24 any physical feature you see today can change or be lost. What then will you do if this happens? This is why true love cannot be predicated upon a person's physical features alone. There must be something deeper, higher, and greater. In the last episode, I drew your attention to the fact that Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God and to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24. The logical question to ask is why? Why would a person forsake comfort, wealth, glitz and glamour for affliction? Why would anyone forsake beauty for ashes, comfort for discomfort, fame for obscurity, royalty for peasantry? The answer is right there in verse 27 of Hebrews chapter 11. He was able to endure all this unpleasantness because he saw him who is invincible. He looked beyond the facade and saw what most people whose only sight is outward will never see in their lifetime. He saw beyond the temporal to the permanent and beyond the mutable to the immutable. He deployed his eye of discernment. In the next episode of Ladies Gist Podcast, we will consider another overrated factor in making love-related decisions. But before then, dear searching lady, permit me to ask you this all-important question. What do you see in that guy that is so attractive that you have decided to devote the rest of your life to? What is your primary motivation for loving him? Why are you love-struck? Do you see anything at all? Or is your love blind? Have you decided to walk into love in such a blind manner that his charm or looks blinds you to all the other more important considerations he should have but doesn't obviously have. Until the next episode, my sincere prayer for you is that your heart will not grow dull 
neither shall your ears become hard of hearing, so much so that you fail to see with your eyes and hear with your ears. May you understand with your heart and turn so that God may heal you. Matthew chapter 13 verse 15. You've just listened to the Ladies Gist with Create podcast, a journey of discovery for godly women. Thank you for listening. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. For more life-changing messages, visit my YouTube channel where you can subscribe and like my videos or follow Ladies Gist with Create on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also visit Ladies Gist with Pray at wordpress.com. Email ladiesgistwithpray at gmail.com. See you next time. God bless you.